Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine Solo episode, I speak of the importance of frequently asking ourselves the question, is that true? This is a question we can ask ourselves after any mental statement that we make to ourselves about a situation, another person, about ourselves, that may or may not actually be the full truth. Yet we state it as such and can often cause a lot of grief. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And today's episode, I am going to talk about the importance and the power of asking the question, is that true? Seems like a simple enough question, yet it's very impactful and powerful in that so often we are very stuck in the stories that we tell ourselves about what other people are thinking or feeling, how other people will respond or are responding to us, to situations. We get caught up in our head, in our mind, and we think that we know, we make assumptions about what other people are thinking, are doing, are reacting to. Yet the question comes in, is that true? You may have heard this phrase from a beautiful book written by a woman named Byron Katie. Byron Katie wrote the book, The Work, as well as Loving What Is. So this woman, Byron Katie, definitely worth looking up, looking at her work and also her story, which is that she was a very successful businesswoman and she reached a point where she was basically immobile because she became so immersed and basically just very unhappy and miserable. And she was basically bedridden and did all her work from bed and was, you know, gaining success and, you know, money and all of that wealth, but just not happy. And then one day I believe she had a stroke. And in that moment, this has been reported by other individuals as well, that essentially like the left side of her brain just kind of shut down. And With that sort of logical part of her brain shutting down, all that was left was the more emotional uh, side of her brain. And her what she reports is that she felt nothing but complete and utter acceptance for what is, for who she is, for everything and everybody in her life, everything that's ever happened, and just peace and love and acceptance. That's it. That's all she felt. And as she regained, you know, and healed from that stroke, from that incident, she shifted back into more quote unquote normal mentality that we all have to work with, which is that we have two sides of our brain. 
one that's chirping away. And, you know, as they call it, the, um, the lizard brain, the monkey brain, whatever you want to say, that's always kind of questioning, asking, assuming things, telling us things. Oh, that person didn't like you. That person hated what you were wearing. That all these things we tell ourselves. So from this, Byron Katie wrote this book called Loving What Is, which talks about how can we have the experience that she had in that moment of total acceptance of what is in this moment, accepting things, not questioning them, not running around in that little, that little race in our head of, was that bad? Was this good? This person thinks that this person thinks the other thing, just having acceptance and love. So what she came up with were four rules and I'll list those. And then I'll go into more of my own thoughts around really, I'm just into that one central question. As a therapist, I bring this up to almost all of my clients from the beginning is they'll be telling me a story. They'll be explaining their situation. And with certain things I'll ask, is that true? And usually it comes down to statements, right? When they say, well, I ended my relationship because my, they never loved me. And I'll say, okay, is, do you, is that true? Do you know, can you know that that's true? Which is sort of what she asked. So Byron Katie's first question, it's like her four question program for the, the work, the name of her other book. The first one is, is it true? Right? So we have a thought that person's mad at me. I know it. They're mad at me. Is it true? Mm, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure it's true. Then her second question is, can you absolutely know it's true? And then you're forced to respond and saying, well, no, I can't be completely positive that that is true. I don't know what they're thinking. I haven't actually asked them. I haven't talked to them about it. I just feel very confident that this is true. And then the third question is, how do you react and what happens when you believe this thought, right? So that's an important question. And of course, you want to check out the book and this is her work, not mine. I'm just speaking to it. But it's just noticing that we, when we have, when we believe a certain thought, it usually makes us feel a certain way, right? Like if we say, oh, that person's mad at me, we'll be like, I knew it. I knew they never really liked me. I knew they always thought this about me. And it usually sends us on this whole trajectory, a whole track of thought, a whole train of thought right? Which can be stopped if we ask ourselves that important inception question of, is it even true? Do I even know that this is true? That can save us from a lot of distress, anguish. And then our fourth question is, what would you be without the thought? And this kind of ties into the idea that sometimes we will perpetuate a certain idea because it validates our beliefs about ourselves or about other people, right? So without really objectively exploring a statement such as that person hates me or that person's really mad at me or this person didn't like what I had to say, before we run away with those thoughts, we can ask ourselves, is that true? Can I know that that's true? And it's a powerful question for everybody to ask every day with different things, right? When we notice ourselves going in a certain direction with our thoughts. This day is going to suck. I'm tired. I'm tired. Everything is, this isn't going to go well. I have to go to this meeting. It's not going to go well. Ask yourself, is that true? Do I know that? And then if you follow her prompts, it is kind of true that you're like, well, it just kind of validate when I say that, what does it do for me? It kind of validates that. Like, I don't feel good today. I don't want to give it feel. I'm able to give it my best. So I'm just going to write it off and to say, it's going to suck. But is that true? Or making, often it comes with like really blanket statements, right? Like I always mess this up or I never am able to do this right. Is that true? Is it true that you never get it right? Is it true that you 
always mess things up? Is it true? Because the things we tell ourselves are very powerful. So this brings it back to my bigger purpose of speaking to this on this episode, which is that asking that simple question can be a real game changer in how we keep ourselves from going down a path that is very, if you will, disconnected from that divine feminine sense of self-love and acceptance and honoring ourselves, really. Because when we make statements like that, it's really not very, they're usually not very nice, right? I mean, if you're making statements like, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to do great. I'm going to be super confident today. It's going to, everything's going to go well. Then like, sure. You can ask, is it true? Well, it might not be true, but guess what? I'm going to choose, choose to be on the positive side. The reason to ask, is it true? Is more so if it's a negative assumption or connotation that may cause you grief, right? That's the big reason to ask it. If you're already on a positive trajectory, like go for it, you know, why not? There's no harm there. I mean, the thing could go not as well as expected. And you might be a little bit let down, but isn't it worth it to have a positive outlook? When we want to ask that question is when we find ourselves making a very strong statement that in our minds is factual, right? We state it as fact, but that's why the question is, is it true? Because truth is factual. Hopefully these days, it's hard to keep track of what people think. Truth has become very subjective, right? Which is kind of a scary thing. Certain people are bound and determined to say that their way is the truth, their opinion is truth, and other people are wrong. It's false. The reality is that there's like the big T truth, they say, and there's little T truth, which is our personal experiences, right? Two people can go to the same party and one can say, that party sucked. So boring. I did not have fun. That party sucked. There's a statement. The other person can say, oh my God, that party was so fun. That was the best party that I've been to all year. That was a good party statement. Are either of them wrong? No, that was that's their personal truth. However, then there's the bigger T truths, which is that person walked up and punched me in the face, which is one statement. And the other is that person came up and yelled in my face. Those are two different things. But if you state it as if someone came up and punched you and really all they did was came up and yelled in your face, then one is true and one is not. That is a big T truth of what occurs. So you can see how there's subjective situations, right? There's a parable that I love. It's called the the elephant and the blind men. And it talks about how eight men, eight blind men go up to an elephant and they say, we want you to tell us what is the elephant? What is true of the elephant? What's the truth of this creature? And because they're blind, they can't see the whole thing. So one of them grabs its leg and it says, uh, I don't know, this elephant is just really rough, like sort of like a stump almost, like this really thick thing. And somebody grabs its trunk and says, whoa, this thing is almost like, this is like a, a snake type creature. So you see what I'm getting at, right? None of them are wrong. They're speaking from their subjective experience, the little T truths. So This question is important to ask when it's about a little T truth. Is this true? Right. Can you actually state this as being truth? And you can say like, yeah, this is true for me. Today was not a good day. That's my truth. Okay. If you, but the importance is to ask that, but you might find at the end of the day. And if you're like, this day sucked and you ask yourself, is that true? And you're like, well, I did have a really wonderful talk with my real, with my good friend. I vented about my day sucking, but it was a really good talk. And then I got to come home and see my dog and have an awesome dinner. So like, it wasn't all bad. 
So again, the importance of asking this question is that so often we tell ourselves a story. This is particularly important when it comes to thinking, again, that we know how someone else is feeling, right? So we can have an experience with people and afterwards we can say, oh my gosh, they were so disrespectful and they didn't even care if I felt comfortable in the situation, if I was okay with it, like no one really listened to me. But you have to ask yourself, is that true? Is that what was really going on in their head? Or is that how I felt? And maybe they weren't aware of it. Because often when we make statements, we act as if we are a, you know, the recipient of intentional recipient of someone else's behavior, right? That they were like, oh, who cares? About Let's just go to this person's house and they'll make dinner and we'll just come in very cavalierly and have a good time and then leave. You know, that might be the hostess's impression that like, I worked so long, I cooked and nobody cared. But it maybe they were like having a great time and we're just like excited to be there and just maybe forgot to show some grace. Not always the case, right? Sometimes people are just ungracious, ungracious, not gracious guests. And that's frustrating. So I'm not invalidating people's experiences, right? Sometimes you can ask yourself that question. Is this true? And you can say, yes, I really do feel that my subjective experience, that is true, right? But sometimes it's helpful to pause and say, actually, I cannot say with total confidence that that's true, right? I know this, I I wanted to do this episode because I was just talking with a client who is starting to date someone new and she's really excited. And she's like, I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to, you know, mess this up. I don't know. What if I don't like him? Just all these questions. And she was saying like, well, you know, but if I, if I go tonight and I ask this question, then he might, you know, think this way. And also, and I was asking, I kept asking, like, is that true? Like, is it true that you could ask a question and just mess this whole thing up? And she said, well, I don't know, but it's a possibility. And that's valid. But again, it's these blanket declarations that really get us, that get us thinking in this self-defeating mindset, this black or white mentality. So, so far I've kind of been talking about sort of more relationship relating things, right? When you're, whether it's friends or maybe it's coworkers or family members or a partner and you're making assumptions, you're thinking things. That's when it's really crucial to check in because we can get all worked up in our heads about something, but taking that pause to ask the question, is it true? Can help us to kind of step back and say, well, when you put it that way, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. Can't say for sure, but I really feel like it's true that they were being rude to me and because they don't like me. Right. We can also do it with ourselves where we can say, I just, I don't even bother, you know, going out anymore because nobody has any interest in talking to me. Is that true? Do you really, do you really think that's true that nobody has any interest in talking to you? Well, you know, I mean, maybe not everybody, but I just feel like no one ever does. Well, do you maybe not kind of present yourself as approachable? Do you think maybe because you have this mentality that you might kind of just keep to yourself? People are very attuned to others' energies, whether they're approachable or kind of closed off, right? Sometimes we don't realize that. It's what what they say, like a self, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? We're like, nobody likes me, everybody hates me. And then we go out in the world like that and we're putting out that belief and energy and people notice it. They really do. Have you ever met very open, charismatic people that just seem to have like tons of friends and everybody seems to gravitate towards them? People are drawn towards welcoming, confident energy. But if you have this mentality of nobody ever wants to talk to me, people can almost feel that. And you, you know, 
sort of present yourself, your body language will be sort of shut down. So another reason why this is important is so often we ask ourselves, like, why does this never happen for me? Or why do things always go this way? And a shift you can make is if you can realize like, what are the beliefs that you hold? Because asking that question, is it true, can help you to shift some of the beliefs that may not be helping you out very much, right? Thoughts that may be kind of unkind, that may be judgmental, that may be critical, that may be just flat out rude, right? Sometimes we do that. So just something to to think about and consider in your day-to-day going on, because again, this is the divine feminine solo episode. So the divine in us knows that we are perfect just as we are. And that although we can explore ideas, we don't want to make flat out judgments or criticisms or statements that are unkind to ourselves or others that assume the be- the worst about ourselves or others, right? It's our higher mind. Like think about when we're in a higher state, when we're in lower energy of reaction, right? We're angry. And so that that's when we can be like, oh my gosh, like that person was just, you know, so rude and they weren't even, even appreciate what I did. We're in sort of like that more lower reactive energy, but when we're in a higher mindset, we can say, what was going on for them? I wonder if maybe their situation was making it difficult for them to express kindness or gratitude in that moment. Can I find some compassion and understanding? which can feel like a tall order. And I'm not saying that that we all become like perfect saints. That's the challenge and beauty of being a human is that it's this balance, right? This, this learning how to work with these strong, heavy emotions that are very real, right? Anger, resentment, frustration is are very real emotions, but how do we rise out of them into this higher mind self that can ask the question of, is it true? These, these ideas that I have, these things that I'm believing about the situation, is it true about myself or others? Or is it part of a story that I keep telling myself? Is it my, my subjective experience that I'm putting on to others? So then when we can see that, then we can gain some understanding and compassion. It doesn't mean washing away what people have done. Again, sometimes people are flat out, don't conduct themselves in a very kind manner. Sometimes people are mean. Sometimes people do just straight up come and punch you in the face or throw or hurl an insult at you. And then again, you can say like, yeah, I know it's true. They said it to my face. I know it's true. I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. Then we have to work with that, right? I did an episode on forgiveness and it by no means is to say that we should just forgive everybody for everything. Some people don't feel ready to forgive and that's okay. But the bigger thing is to take the weight off your heart by seeing, saying, how can I make peace with myself? around this situation, right? Is there any way? Because all the only thing that any of this is getting to, especially the, the divine feminine work is making and creating greater sense of peace and freedom within you. That is our natural state, the state that we're always looking to achieve. Because again, life is this balance between earthly experiences and looking to have that greater peace and release that is inherently ours always that we will return to. So the question is, how do we embody more of that peace and divine feminine energy? And those, the characteristics always come back to compassion, kindness, forgiveness, empathy, freedom, love. So we want to free ourselves. So then asking that question, is that true? Can take us away from the sort of small self, right? That feels hurt 
and wounded and offended and takes things personally. Again, I'm not saying that we just stop doing that. It's a natural human thing. I do it all the time, but I've realized when I take a moment to breathe, I pause. And then I ask, is that true? I can often say again that, no, I don't know that it's true. They were just out to get me and had total disregard for me and my experience that maybe yes, behaviors could have been different, but it doesn't have to mean that somebody doesn't care about you, that someone doesn't ever consider you, right? That someone doesn't love you. I'll say it again, that there are times where things are true. There are people that can come into your life that are not willing or able to treat you with respect and kindness and love who will continue repeatedly to hurt you, to disrespect you. And that's when we have to say, yes, it is true that when I'm around this, this does not feel good. So I'm no longer going to subject myself to this because I'm also, I'm not telling you to, you know, sort of like gaslight yourself. Don't, I'm not telling you to question yourself until the answer is no. Right. Just check in, just check in. That's gentle little question is, is it true? And again, if you can say hundred percent sure, or even close to it, that, yeah, it, it feels real true. <laughs> then honor that. But if you say, you know, it's probably not true. It's probably not true that they hate me just because they disagree with me. I know that, you know, especially right now, there's a lot of divisiveness in our world in the past few years. And it's easy to say like, well, they just, they hate me because we feel differently on this topic. Probably not true. They're probably, they might be upset, right? They think differently they hold a different opinion. They may not agree with you. doesn't mean they hate you, right? Or it could be something like something transpired and you let someone down and you're like, oh God, now they, they don't even want to, you know, be my friend anymore. They never want to see me. Is that true? So just checking out those big statements, but again, not discounting your experience. And if the answer is yes, it's true, then go with that. But if the answer is, I can't, I can't with all assuredness say that it's true. And then check out Byron Katie's book and see, you know, the rest of her steps are also valuable is that understanding like why sometimes we carry on these beliefs because they validate our opinions about ourselves that may not be so great. And just ask, do I really want to feel this way anymore? Do I really want to keep validating these beliefs that aren't very nice to me that aren't, don't feel very good. They feel like they're validating a poor view of myself, right? Like a critical view of myself. We all deserve to see ourselves as lovable, beautiful, kind, considerate beings. And it can be good to check in and be like, if I don't feel aligned with that, then maybe what's going on for me? What's making it hard to have those attributes? Because if you're listening to this podcast, it's because that's what you yearn for, right? You're yearning for that greater connection with your soul, for your that divine feminine experience. And again, feminine is just energy. It just It's the more nurturing, right? Feminine is that which nurtures and honors life. You want to be held in that. So anything that is not aligned with feeling held and loved is worth checking out. And again, usually the questions that we have to ask, is that true or not very loving, nurturing? They're more scolding, right? They're like, oh, I, I messed this up and now they hate me or, oh, they're terrible people. And so I hate them. It's like, whoa, is that true that they're terrible people? Maybe there's something I disagree with with them, but are they terrible people? Is that the feeling I want to hold? just some food for thought. So I hope that that's helpful. And I hope you'll, I, that's my challenge to you is take that with you. 
is just throughout your day, ask when you find yourself, I mean, again, our brain fires off all the time, right? See what you're asking, see what you're thinking and ask yourself once in a while, is that true? And if you have any uh, interesting experiences with that, I'd love to hear them. All right. So I'm going to, this is the divine feminine episode. So I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a tarot card today. This is from the Thoth deck, which is a very old card. I believe this deck is like 30 years old. Somebody gifted it to me. And we're going to see what card wants to come out for this reading. Okay. And we have, ooh, the queen of swords. That's interesting because, so the queen of swords in tarot, the queens are all about, of course, you know, sort of that feminine empowered energy where you're getting stuff done. You're, you're really executing and creating and, um, delegating and, and planning something you're you're basically putting the kingdom together is how I always think about it and then the king in the tarot to me is the one that's the kingdom has been created and he's overseeing it and upholding the law and justice in the the kingdom but the queen of swords is really about I mean you can call it like that boss energy it's like deciding that this is how I feel and I am going to trust it so it's kind of like I was saying like do the inquiry. Is it true? And then if you say, no, it's not true, then you can, the queen of swords sort of cuts away what is not so, right? She cuts away any of the BS. That's why she's very successful. So she'll, she can cut away negative thoughts. She'll be like, you know what? I need to cut this crap out. I need to stop thinking that everybody who disagrees with me hates me or that because people disagree with me, I'm a bad person. I'm going to cut that out. But she can also cut out the bulls BS when she notices that, you know, this just keeps adding up that it's true, right? I keep feeling like these people are not very respectful of me. They don't feel, seem to be very appreciative of the work I do. So I'm, I've, I've inquired about it. I've explored it. It seems to be recurring. I'm going to cut it out. So it's really about like, just see yourself with like wielding that sword of your like honor for yourself, right? Like I'm going to honor myself enough to not have self-defeating thought, self-defeating thoughts that are not true, but I'm also going to honor myself enough to let go of things that just do not serve me. And they do not hire honor my highest self, just as I am working to honor my highest self, which is what the queen of swords does always very powerful energy, that feminine energy of I I'm doing what is for the highest good uh, for myself and others. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions to release people or to change negative patterns. All right. I hope that is helpful. I hope you'll have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.